Welcome to Piano Beautiful Stories. I'm your host, Jessica Romisher. This podcast is brought to you by PianoBeautiful.com, where you can find my piano music CDs, downloadable MP3s, custom-created music, videos, and much more, and by InDuetWithGod.com, where you can read excerpts from my award-winning memoir, In Duet With God, The Story of a Lifelong Friendship. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. This is Episode 5 of Piano Beautiful Stories. It's called, Where There Are People, There Are Memories. This episode is an interview that was done with me by Gary Goldberg on his In the Spirit radio show on WRPI.org in March 2016. Gary is one of my very favorite radio hosts, and he always brings out the very best in people. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Jessica Romisher is with us, pianist and author. Uh, she's, she's written this beautiful award-winning book, In Duet with God, the story of a lifelong friendship, which is the winner of the 2016 Illumination Book Award. Uh, this heartfelt memoir is a gift you will cherish always. And, and those that uh, you may remember, Jessica has been on the program reading portions of the book here on the air with uh, background music from her wonderful CDs. And, uh, you know, it, she's just a gift to my, in my life, and I think with many of us as, as well. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Gary. A pleasure to be here on your show again. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, since, since you've been on last, you've won. Uh, tell us about this 2016 Illumination Book Award for your book, In Duet with God, The Story of a Lifelong Friendship. Sure. Well, about a month ago, I was notified that the book won an Illumination Book Award, which is a book uh, award for spiritual books, and I was really quite surprised, honored, and delighted about it because for several reasons. One is that um, it, I self-published this book. It's a memoir, and it's about a woman who came into my life when I was eight. And the first line of the book is, it took me 45 years to realize that I'd been raised by a saint, but as I look back, there were signs along the way. So I like to think of the fact that it took me 45 years to realize I had to write the book and then four years of blood, sweat, and tears to write it. <laughs> it was a bit like going to college, but even more so, I think, or at least for me. Timing, and huh? You never know it, when the timing is going to be. Well, that's right. That's absolutely right. And, you know, life works in mysterious ways. It came at a time when self-publishing is, is possible now in a way that was never the case to this extent before. You know, I was able to orchestrate every aspect of the book from the writing right on up to the, the book design and, uh, and the cover and, and everything. So I found I was blessed with extraordinary people. I, I found incredible people to, to, to pull into this project, a wonderful editor named Sarah Aschenbach and an incredible cover artist named Stephanie Anderson. And so it created itself out of this amazing, wonderful team of people, um, Dave Cornelier at In Touch Printing. We designed the book, and 
So when it won the award, Gary Illumination Book Award, it was awarded this award alongside other extraordinary, the work of other extraordinary people like a book by Archbishop Desmond Tutu and James Martin, who's a wonderful um, Catholic writer, um, appears on PBS all the time, and uh, Richard Rohr, and, you know, books published by Harper, which is one of the biggest publishers in the world. So to know that this book actually made it (laughs) alongside, you know, was recognized alongside the works of extraordinary people like that and published by, you know, really renowned publishing houses was just an amazing thing. Um, And it is a heartfelt memoir that seems to really touch people. So the fact that it's been starting to get more recognition because of the award, I'm just delighted because I just feel... To be able to share the story with people is one of my greatest uh, joys. In that relationship, and I think all of us, it it helps us to get in touch with who in our lives has really moved us and help us to recollect that feeling that we have with that person. You can feel Mm. it so strong with that relationship that Mm. that you wrote about, you know? Yes, yes. You know, people have said that, Gary, and it was something that I hadn't even in myself anticipated when I was writing in the writing process, but people often come to me and say, I read your book, and it just, it reminded me of this person who I hadn't thought of in years, or it reminded me of this experience that I had that had made this indelible impression on me, and uh, this is the kind of response that, that I sometimes get, which... It's just a uh, you know, wonderful thing. And, and the title, uh, In Duet with God, which is the title of one of your CDs, mm-hmm. uh, The Story of a Lifelong Friendship, to me, if you really look at this, duet is two, right? And it's you and, that seeing God in each other is the mm-hmm. greatest gift we can give to each other, right? That's right, that's right. That's and, right. and that's what happened with you two, right? Yes, that's right. The the woman who inspired the book, Gary, came into my life when I was eight. In the process of writing the book, I actually learned much more about her than I ever knew. I, I learned that she herself was orphaned as a child of six in the hills of, of Ecuador. And the journey that unfolded for her from that point is so miraculous. The fact that she ended up finding her way to me as a child growing up, you know, so she was already a young woman, and I was growing up in the suburbs of New York, um, in Dobbs Ferry, New York, in Westchester County, Mm -hmm. and my family had broken apart. There were many hardships, and I was really much more bereft than I think I've realized for a long time. And she came into my life when I was eight and, and began to bring to me a kind of love that, ended up helping me survive, really. I don't think that's an overstatement. So I felt I had to write about her. You know, Gary, I, I had to write about her because I saw the effect that she had on not only on me, but over time on, you know, on, on all living creatures, a bit like St. Francis. Yeah. And I thought that people need to know, you know, people need to know about this kind of feeling, this kind of love, you know, this kind of person, that I wouldn't be the only one who would experience what she what she gave and what she still gives? Is, uh, she still gives. Yes, so she's still alive. Wow! In, in fact, I'm I'm calling you from 
her little apartment in New York City. I've been no visiting her these kidding. last few days. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is really special now. I get it. <laughs> this is wonderful. You're right there with her, right? Yes, I am, Gary. I am. Oh my God! This is. She's listening. She's pottering around. <laughs> she, is, she just. She's just always doing some little thing, and and um, you know she's mostly Spanish speaking. Okay. So since our our conversation is in English, um, it's not as easy for her to get everything, but. Uh, uh, but yes, she, this is where I am right now. So you, you're Spanish speaking too, right? I've I've learned. I, I'd say I speak pidgin Spanish. Well, I say you, I'm your relationship <laughs> with her. How did you uh, communicate? She spoke some English. She speaks less now that she's older. Okay. But I, so my Spanish has had to get has has had to improve in measure. You know, in relationship right. to her her diminishing English. My increasing Spanish <laughs> to improve. <laughs> so it's a bit of a reciprocal relationship. Like, but um, Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. 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 So oh, do you, you want me to, do you have something picked out or you want me to play something from one of your CDs? What about Moon River? Maybe Moon River. It's the, it's on Into It With God on that CD and it's the seventh track. Okay. Moon River. I've always felt Moon River such a romantic song, didn't you? Oh, it is. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Henry Mancini. That's correct. Here it is.
Jeffrey, I would love to share what inspired me to even learn learn Moon River because it was okay. another extraordinary story. Yeah. A man named Bill said to me one day, uh, as I was performing a concert for them, he said, well, do you know Moon River? And I said, no, I've never played it. And he said, well, you know, it is a beautiful piece of music. He said, it's it's the soundtrack to a movie that was made in 1959 called Breakfast at Tiffany's, which starred Audrey Hepburn. And as you correctly said, the, the theme was, was written by Henry Mancini. And Audrey Hepburn, apparently, because this gentleman, Bill, told me this, I had no idea, said, uh, heard the music, heard Henry Mancini's music, Moon River, and insisted that it be used as the soundtrack for Breakfast at Tiffany's, the movie that she was starring in, because apparently the producers or the director were not going to use it. And it was her insistence that ended up resulting in the fact that Moon River was used uh, for this uh, for this movie. The wonderful gentleman would go back into his memory, and he was a Vietnam vet, okay, so he had gone through a lot in Vietnam in the late 60s and early 70s, and he says, you know, when I hear that music, it just just opens my memory. He said to me, he said, you know, I was in Vietnam, and he was so moved yes. and so clearly um, deep in thought, and he said, you know, I fought in Vietnam, and there was... A time we were we were fighting a very this was towards the end of the war it was a very very hard battle by the end of this battle he said there were people just it was it was on both sides it was absolutely devastating and he said the Americans won the battle he said I can't remember where it was fought but it was one of the hardest that we fought and he said at the very at the end of the battle we were just there on the field and over the hill, a Viet Cong colonel emerged walking up towards us. Wow. And one of the gentlemen said, you know, shoot him. Mm. And, and my friend said, but looked and looked. And he, you know, he, William said, I, 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 as soon as I saw him, I, he said, as soon as I could see his eyes looking at me, he said, I knew he was not a bad man. He said, I knew he was, there was a kindness. He said, I couldn't shoot him. So this Viet, Viet Cong colonel came up and, you know, with a white flag was, you know, has clearly surrendered and walked towards my friend and came up closer. And William said that he could see that this man was profoundly saddened by what had happened and he looked in very broken english he said look at all these men the Viet Cong colonel said he look at all these men look at all these men whose lives who will never be able to live out their lives like this look at this and he went over to the to a stump of a tree where there had been a little american flag had been placed sort of victoriously a little american flag had been placed and the colonel went and took that flag and he went and he waved it over his palm as he walked over each of the American men who had fallen in battle. And he waved that flag in a kind of prayer. And William, my friend, said he took the flag and he would just waved it very slowly over each man. And then he returned it back to the stump of the tree. And then he looked at William one more time and he 
And William saluted him, and he turned, and he said, I'll take the bodies of my men now, and he went. And at the end of the story, as William was telling me this, so 45 years later, he said to me, you know, I always felt that if I would have had, or if I would ever have a chance to meet that man in a bar, and we just had a chance just to simply talk, he said, I think that if we had ever had that chance, we'd just be friends. I mean, the story he told you, you you share with others through your piano beautiful stories on the podcast, mm. and 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 keep that story alive for people. I know, Gary. That's become my my role. I sort of just feel that is my sort of almost duty. If the, I, it gives me the greatest joy, and this story won't fade away. And I'm just thinking, how many millions and billions of stories there are that fade away that are no less extraordinary than what I just told you. And some of these stories will never be heard again. No one will ever know what happened. Right, that's right. Yeah. And what I'm realizing, Gary, is that everybody has something quite extraordinary to tell you about something that they experience. This is what each, you know, this is what we're carrying inside of us. Yes. I mean, it is really incredible. It is incredible. I think this kind of inspires people to maybe write down their own stories. Yes. 
or even, you know, um, dictate it into a microphone. Absolutely. I would like to hear my own voice talk mm. about it. Yes. I know. That's right. And that's why people will just come up and just tell me things like that, because then it's themselves saying it, you know, speaking it out. We've had some, all of us, and you've said this earlier, have had some incredible experiences in this life. Mm. And, 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 they, and they kind of like, they fade. They fade. And, mm. and yet they've affected us so deeply. And if we can recall them and tell them and, and give them the power they deserve... Exactly. It's like they're living things. Exactly. Because they they have life to them. They give life. Exactly. Exactly. And I I I, I really welcome anyone to be in touch with me on on my websites and and you know because I, when people tell me these things, I, yeah. mean, I feel that I'm enriched. Yes. And I'm I'm so happy to go into places and and I'm starting to do more and more writing and memory um, kinds of sessions and memoir sessions. Um, you know, I've published my own memoir, so I understand in a certain way what it is to begin to write about one's own experience or record it. And um, and then, of course, all these stories that I'm hearing. But it's something that just gives me the... In, in any kind of setting, it can be anywhere. It could be in a public school. It could be in a assisted living residence. It could be even, you know, in Alzheimer's. You know, people remember a lot and, uh, you know, community centers, community groups, churches, synagogues, you name it. Wherever their people, their memories. It's personal. It's personal. Yeah. Let's end with some, some, another one of your songs, okay? Absolutely. I was thinking of Let It Be. Okay, we're going to end with Let It Be from Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, pianobeautiful.com. Again, uh, I'm, I'm honored to have you as a friend. My pleasure, completely.
I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Piano Beautiful Stories. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast and refer your friends too. You can connect with me at pianobeautiful.com and the website for my memoir, induetwithgod.com. On both websites, through your donation, you'll be able to help me bring more inspiring stories and interviews to the world. Thanks again for tuning in, and my very best wishes to you.